0: Hello everybody Today is July thirteenth, 2022 It's a Wednesday and also the full moon I hope y'all are blessed I hope y'all are doing well It's been a really long time Since I've done the TED Talk I haven't been comfortable with them I haven't been comfortable sort of Using my voice this freely Since about October Or November And yes I'm outside So it might be some noise Um Because after that first set of TED talks I just I just stopped I guess trusting my voice Because I knew That when I would record things And listen back It would just be kind of Layered with energy That I didn't really like Um You know I still had a lot of Hurt And a whole lot of Just things to get over. If you go listen to those first episodes, those first sets of TED Talks on various different emotional things that I was going through. They were so filled with emotion. They were tinged with a sort of aggression and frustration. You know? And not to say that that's all bad. And even though I have that itch to say (laughs) I want to go back and I want to like delete them all. Because I'm like, I don't know if I want this to be here. I'm going to leave them in spite of myself because the way I'm able to speak now, the softness I'm able to manifest, the calmness I'm able to speak with, the way I'm able to sort of mind my energy is only because I went through those motions that those first episodes, you know, really sort of get into. And through that pain I was in when I was in that time, it allowed me to create the Mino Diaries. Which are the fictional stories that I have, which basically employ the different things that was being talked about in those episodes. Just as with these episodes, I'm sure, are going to relate heavily to the next set of work I'm going to be you know, releasing or making, publishing. So yeah, I'm going to do my best to get into this. Try to talk naturally. And fluidly as best I can. It's been a while. So bear with me as I sort of try to manifest this flow again. And um, thanks for listening. And yeah, let's get into it. So let's get into the story of Cinderella. As we know it, you know, stepmother, stepsisters. You have Cinderella who is spending her life in this sort of bondage, this bondage to selflessness where she is serving and suffering under her stepmothers and her, ses- her stepsisters. Continually, continually, continually until she is in a sense rewarded for that, for those years of selflessness. She is rewarded through the coming of the fairy godmother. Who laces her up with the dress. The slippers. The carriage. And send her off on her way. And she goes to the ball. And you know. She is. The envy of the whole ball. She attracts the attention of the prince. And through the prince. She ends up being saved. Now. When we come it up. We don't think nothing of this story as nothing more than just this is like how princess stuff works. This is how these sort of Eurocentric Western narratives around peasant women going from rags to riches through means of beauty and chastity and purity and selflessness, servitude, rising from their class status. Into. um, Into marriage. Not just with a. Nobleman or with a rich man. But with the prince. Um, This was very calculated. And. Like how it was used in Europe. Way back in the day. Of wanting to communicate. To women. To feminine people. People in those roles of submission. Um, along lines of class and gender things and all kinds of stuff to communicate, you know, that there could be aspiration for more through how well you could fit into, like, what it meant to be a, a good woman, a good servant, a a obedient peasant, <laughs> you know, all kinds of shit. I mean, and, and, and the, the the story itself, like just to get into all of what that meant for Europe at the time and what it's come to mean for the West in general, will probably take a whole episode. But today I want to specifically be focusing on the Cinderella complex and how I've come to analyze it in my own own life and i'm gonna do my best to keep it focused on myself because i think that if i try to do anything else i might ramble but in my own life i always imagined i think that not always like not when i was little but once i I situated myself into like, okay, I like men. And then situated myself further into, okay, I fit into the sort of gender and energy category of a feminine. And yes, I do align with certain energies that are like proximal to that sort of heteronormative, um, submissive feminine. Now, over time, I've come to understand that being a submissive feminine does not necessarily equal what, let's say, um, somebody who, uh, like, upholds the patriarchy might say, oh, this is what a submissive feminine is. My definition of a submissive feminine now, as I am, is... I am submissive by choice. It's not because I have to be submissive. It's not because I'm trying to gain anything. It's just the nature of my spirit. And yes, I am I am submissive, but I'm not going to submit unless I feel safe in that submission. So I address that. But bringing it back, the energy of the submissive feminine is something that is forced, as something that is made to be pushed onto people to conform to if that's not necessarily what they are or they don't align with that energy or just a mix up of it that's something that i feel like is connected to that sort of cinderella complex that princess complex that complex of if you if you're chaste, if you're obedient if you're selfless you'll be rewarded we see it a lot in our modern culture i've seen multiple discussions um, and it's the word discourse I think that's the word discourse i've i've seen I've seen multiple things where people have talked about you know like certain people might want you to suffer to prove to them that you're worthy of their love, or if you would a if you would a man who is gonna be rich. And you got to go through that gauntlet of all the years that they're poor and messing over you. And then when they get on, it's like your reward for all of that time tolerating the nonsense is the riches and the care. Um, But taking it away from just the realm of men and women or femmes and masculines in relationships, Cinderella Complex for me has manifested as this energy where subconsciously, more so than consciously, I have moved in a way of wanting to be saved, wanting to be uplifted, wanting to fit in. As Cinderella's foot into the slipper, fitting in that energy of the conformity. You see what I mean Cinderella's everything be metaphor in these stories like everything so much be so subliminal I look at the energy of the glass slipper. as something that Fairy Godmother comes to her right Give her this she got these slippers. She goes to the ball She leave one of the slippers And she go home without one of them and she got to go. She get locked back into the house. She get locked up by the stepmother. She defenceless all over again. And she's completely dependent on the prince having to come and rescue her by, you know, presenting the slipper to Buku people in a, in a kingdom. And eventually making it to her house, you know, and then she puts on the slipper. It fits in and she's saved. But I really just think about. What if she would have not left her slipper? What if she would have, you know, like, she she left a slipper and went home. She went home with one foot bare for the sake of attracting the prince. Now, of course, in the story, it's not depicted as she does that intentionally. But the message of it that I receive and that I channel as a download right now is... Her leaving that slipper was sort of the offering. It was the giving of herself. That sort of um, reiteration of her her selflessness. You know. She already don't have nothing. She already gotta run home at the stroke of midnight because she don't even get to keep this dress but she leaves this precious glass crystal slipper at the steps of the palace for this man to find so it reiterates even more that cinderella's word is established through her selflessness her selflessness and that She can hope to be saved that she has to be saved in that way. She she can't save herself That's the message that I receive as an adult looking back at these stories But I think what if she would have took her slipper and instead of leaving one for him to come get it and save her She could have just kept her slipper on made it to her house with both of them shoes on and Maybe you know figured out a way to free herself from the stepmother and the stepsisters. They don't show you any of the other options that she may have had, but surely there must have been Cinderella was taking care of that whole house by herself. She knew how to sew, she knew how to make stuff. And you have the energy even more so of that sort of external savior of the godmother coming to save her. But what about Cinderella being her own godmother? Why she couldn't have made her own dress. And I believe that some of the movies that's coming out now kind of take that route. I haven't watched like the latest one with Billy Porter. But I I think that they probably sort of went that route. So I'm not saying that there's no Cinderella movies that do that. But this isn't really about the Cinderella movies. This is about the Cinderella complex. Um, in my life, I have certainly wanted to be... Saved, liked, loved, appreciated for qualities that I have felt were positive, you know, for my generosity, for just things that, yes, I do like them about myself, but for a long time I think that I was liking them about myself because I thought that they could make me liked by others, whereas now it's like, no, I just. I just like these things about myself because I just like to be these things. But I have been very insecure throughout a large portion of my life. And also for a large portion in my life, I focused much, much, much energy on attracting a man. Attracting an external love which could uplift me which could make me happy which could save me which could bring me resources which could make me strong something that i could settle in that i could fit into like the foot into the slipper you know And so many of us we want to fit in in that way we want to conform in those ways for the sake of what we can gain and we give and we give and we give until, for me, I had to come into uh, analyzing and understanding the giving was becoming toxic to myself. The overgive, the overshare, the overconforming, the the maxed out effort of trying to fit in. And I had to, I just, I had to do some real deep spiritual work. To be able to say, okay, consciously, I don't think I'm somebody who is trying to be saved. But then subconsciously, the behaviors manifest and then you have a bunch of stuff around you that's coming at you in this way of like, man, why am I attracting these things, these energies, That's not reflecting what I want to be, but obviously is a mirror and is a reflection of what I am. See, I want to be what I want to be, but then here is what has actually been. And I have definitely been a Cinderella type of bitch because I have tried pretty hard to fit in for a long time. Um, And it's not to say that my nature of giving is a bad thing. My nature of selflessness is not a bad thing, but I had to rework my intentions with it. So it's like a lot of things behaviorally, behaviorally, that I'm not actually changing is more so my intentions of those natural behaviors. You know, learning to say, yes, I am feminine, but I'm not gonna commodify my femininity in sort of those dark ways. Yes, I am nurturing. Yes, I am spiritual. Yes, I am generous. Yes, I am kind. But I don't want to commodify those things for the sake of being them to attain. In reflection of the metaphor of Cinderella, attaining the love of the prince to come and save me. I can save myself. And so this episode on Cinderella Complex, you know, getting into... How we can outgrow these sort of ingrained complexes that are trained to us in all the movies we watch. Because the Cinderella complex doesn't just exist in Cinderella. It exists in most of the romantic movies that we've watched. You have the covert cinder I mean, you have the overt Cinderella movies where it's very obvious we're watching a Cinderella movie. And then you have all of the things that we have absorbed that are essentially copy and paste it of the cinderella archetype but they don't actually say it and so we're trained to move in this realm of developing and it's not just about men and women like that's something i really want to reiterate with this because maybe a few months ago if you would have brought this up to me i would have definitely focused it on me on relationships and once i would have been like okay well i I've gotten over looking for men to save me, so I'm good. I don't have Cinderella Complex anymore, but I had to come into further understanding it's not about man and woman, feminine and masculine. It's about internal versus external. Are you looking to be saved by the external? Are you looking to be reassured by the external? Are you looking to be supported by the external? Are you looking to depend on whether you're fitting in or not? And that's something that we really have to navigate because the reality is, while Cinderella's foot fit into that slipper, most of our feet don't. Most of us are the stepsisters. Most of us are all the other women in the kingdom who couldn't marry the prince, who would not be saved, even through being selfless. Cinderella wasn't the only peasant. They had a whole bunch of people, just like they do today. You have a whole lot of people in this world who give, 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 give. And they don't necessarily get rewarded for it by other human beings. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because it speaks to how, yes, be generous if you're naturally generous. Be kind if you're naturally kind. But do that because that's what you want to do. Don't do it because you're looking for what you can gain. From the world through it. Because you will exhaust yourself. You will exhaust yourself. You will continually feel. Sort of neglected in that place of. People not being enough for you. Because people will not be enough for you in that way. It's just you. And if you believe in it. God, You and God. That's your team. And you got people outside of you who can help you, who can aid you, who can collaborate with you. However, you can't never depend on none of them. Just like they can't depend on you in those ways. You can't be that much for them. Just like no human being can be that much for you. No, no human being can be God for you. Nobody, no human being can be you for you. Nobody can healthily live in your universe to that degree to be able to save you from yourself. To be able to uplift you out of poverty, out of karmic cycles, out of trauma, out of drama. It has to be you. And so I know with me, I had to address recently my tendency to latch. Latching on with, okay, I can do these things. I can be these things. I'm going to fit myself into what exists and make it better. Help them. Give of myself to them because that's selflessness. That's healing. But God forced me into my corner and was like, nah, you need to reevaluate. And I had to come into understanding that being a healer means that I heal me that I have to be generous to me. I have to be kind to me. I have to give grace to me. I have to advocate for my own things because maybe for some people, the Cinderella thing does work out and they do fit in it. But my nature and my destiny and my power Consistently just didn't seem to match what I was trying to fit into. And God was like, where you going? Where you going? Where you going? What you doing? You don't match that. You don't match that. You need to be over here. I really wanted for a very long time to just be a little villager. Cute and quaint. (laughs) Serving a little niche. And being under something bigger. Something more powerful. Something... Secure That I could serve under I I like the idea of service I like the idea of that sort of submission And it's not to say that I won't ever have it That sort of that security Of being part of a bigger whole But God established to me That I have to still And I speak for myself But of course if you resonate with this And I speak for you too But I speak for myself And if you resonate, you resonate I have to be Enough for me it's, it's almost like a You wouldn't think of it that way But for me that's how it channels right now Before I can be a villager I have to be a chief I have to be the chief of me I have to Make my own way with things I have to develop my own skills My own capacities I have to manifest my own power So that I can be able to maintain My sovereignty and my autonomy and so also that I can align with the power I'm meant to align with. So that if I ever am in a position of being in a village. Is in a village with a whole bunch of other powerful people who are also self-sufficient. Emotionally mature. You know, evolved in spirit. Ascending. And that took a lot. It took a lot for me to really be able to be like, alright. I'm, I'm, I, gotta, I gotta step back. I got to bring everything back to me because I'm giving so much off of the hypothetical chance that I'm going to gain what I'm looking for, giving and giving and giving, Um, offering so much of myself because I'm like, okay, if I offer these things, I'll have security and what's already there, but that just steadily was being shown to me that's not the case. People around me love me and they do support me in certain ways. But who I am just was, it would not fit into nothing. And I kept finding myself. I find myself now, not so much mentally as I speak it now, but physically, financially, insecure in certain ways. And I take full accountability for it, for mistakes I've made in my learning, in this journey, within that Cinderella complex Of giving so much as Cinderella did, being so selfless, being so just comfortable in that service without pouring back into myself that now I feel the energy of not having. And it's not a place that I necessarily like being. However, it is a place where I am coming into a lot of revelations, a lot of different changes because I don't have nothing much more than like my spirituality and God this in myself You know my God and myself right now to really say all right, be not trying to rely on others um, Not trying to rely on other people not trying to latch not trying to change myself for different things when you move like that when you move in that sort of dependence that sort of social dependence it makes everything dark at least it has for me when i'm moving when i go into space with positive intention i will always find it muddied and tainted by the reality of my insecurity of just not having certain things and so i would tell myself like Be happy for your people. Be happy for your friends. Be happy for these things. Be supportive and be here and be present and be kind. And I would do those things. Even through my pain, I would. However, it would take such effort and the insecurities would always come of, am I doing something wrong? Am I fucking up? Am I hurting those I want to heal? Am I latching too hard? Am I being a succubus? Am I just all kinds of stuff that now I understand, like, the things that I do now really behaviorally match all of those things from then. It's just now when I do it, you know, now when I speak, see, back, see before, if I was to go up to somebody and be like, I, I think you're really cool and I love your art and I have love for you, it was genuine. But because I was so insecure with my own stuff. It would always be like. I would always question in my head. Am I being genuine? Am I trying to get something? I don't think I am. But what if I am? Because I don't have shit. How do I tell the difference? I stopped being able to really tell the difference. And that was not a comfortable place for me. Whereas now I feel comfortable to be like. I can go up to anybody, I can meet anybody, I can see anybody, I could be around my people. And behave in my most natural way and not really be looking for nothing because I've established pretty concretely, even if it's offered to me now, I'm still gonna prioritize being for myself. I'm not gonna be so comfortable and latching onto other things. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, gotten it situated in my spirit that I got to be for me before somebody else is for me. So even if it's offered now, even if the prince come with the offer of salvation, I'm still going to say, mm, I'm about to leave Cinderella where she at. And I'm about to take my glass slipper and I'm about to go make my own way. And Mr. Prince, if you align with me down the line, then cool. Or rather... Mr. Prince, if you want me still, once I decide that I'm going to exist outside of your offered salvation, then maybe we could talk about something. And like I say, you have to remember when I say the prince, we're not talking about men and women and relationships. We're talking about the internal and the external, which, of course, in some cases might be. Uh, you know you as a feminine And outside as a masculine It might be the energy Because all of these universal things Reflect and mirror each other So um, You know I had to get comfortable in a, a solitude That is not always sure It's not always secure In the sense of I really don't know What's going on in my life right now I don't know if I'm going to come in with certain things. I don't know how I'm going to be making money. I don't know what I'm going to do with the government... If, like, the country going to, like, a recession, I don't know how I'm going to be able to preserve certain things. I know that I know how to do a lot of things well, but a lot of those things, like, sometimes I feel useless. Because I'm like, I know, I'm so good at so many things that don't seem to really be serving anything right now. What is my usefulness? What is my purpose? Where is my niche? How, where do I fit into these things? And it's very, like I said, it's very insecure. It's very uncertain. But... Even still, I've retracted back a lot, retracted from social media, you know, very adamant and saying, I'm not going to give so much to this in exchange for what may hypothetically be returned, because I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the energy for it. Um, I'm not going to consent to certain abuses or certain harms or certain disrespects or I'm not gonna compromise on certain boundaries for the sake of oh if I if I if I if I don't compromise then I won't have these things or I won't have this safety or this security and being able to step back and be like I'm not going to compromise my safety and my well-being for just about anything. God will take care of me through it. I might not know how, but I know he will. And I know that I don't have to be afraid of things. You know, that, I feel like that comes with overcoming the Cinderella complex. When that stepmother tried to lock you in that room, you don't wait for the prince to come save you. You break through the window and you let yourself out. Or you tear up the floorboards. Or you do whatever you gotta do. You do whatever you gotta do to get yourself out that house. So by the time the prince come and try to save you. You are already gone out that thing. Ain't no stepmother and stepsisters keeping you inside. Because you don't have to be afraid of what's gonna happen when you leave out that house. That mansion or whatever that was they was living in on Cinderella. Um... When it comes to fitting in, we want to fit in like Cinderella's shoe. I mean, like Cinderella's foot into the slipper. But something that's been ringing true for me lately is: don't fit in, make space. Don't fit in to things that's not naturally happen. You speak once on something, you offer something once, you present something once. Just let that be that. Don't force it. Don't internalize. Whatever, Don't bring, like, too much feelings into it. Because a lot of stuff is so not personal. You know, it's just the reality of do you fit or do you not fit? God really be helping us in so many ways. And our egos be blocking our understanding or our maneuverability. You know, because our feelings be hurt or we feel a certain type of way. But when you really consider how when something not meant for you, God will keep you out of it. And when something's meant for you, nothing in this universe will stop it. So it's just like, if you don't fit, just keep moving. Keep moving. If you want to do something and you're having a hard time getting other people to do it with you or do it for you, do it yourself. Make it happen yourself. And that might be a little scary because it's like, damn, if I do it myself, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take to make something happen? How long is it going to take... To um, manifest the money Manifest the funds How long is it going to take To be these things How long will it take For me to accomplish whatever Gain that security Just all that But you can't worry about how long You just got to know You could do it And it might take a little while Maybe you thought something was going to take a few months It ended up taking some years It just is what it is You're still going to get it done You know, that time is is an illusion thing is very real. Um, Something else I've learned when it comes to overcoming Cinderella complex is... When you want to be saved and you want to depend on the external, you have to mind a lot of what the external does. You... I know that I have... Consciously, I don't want to be judgmental. But subconsciously, I was behaving very judgmentally for a long time because I was constantly trying to sort of fix things, playing Miss Fix It with a lot of shit because it was like, okay, I'm a healer. So I have to fix. I have to fix these things so that I can preserve these things or save these things or make things conducive to the collective environment. Whereas now, I'm just like... I understand and I I don't have no... I have no really motivation now to play Miss Fix It. And I know that I don't need to rule other people's universes. I don't need to live in other people's worlds. I don't need to force myself in. I don't need to place judgment. I don't need to place my... um, I, I just don't need to place nothing. I don't need to live in that. I don't need to really dive into what's going on in other people's minds or other people's hearts or other people's spirits. I don't need to figure out the rights and the wrongs. I don't need to figure out whether people like me, whether they don't like me. I don't need to try to mediate this and keep peace here and do this and do that. I just don't need to really do none of it because when you move moving from Cinderella Complex, you're hyper-dependent whatever is going on in the external because that's what you depend on you depend on whether people are at peace whether people like you or not you depend on that sort of energy of are you loved and can you find security in that love but when you leave the Cinderella complex behind you understand that all you need is your internal love granted you can want external love and that's okay and you can even receive it and you can cultivate it yes you can but you can never, ever depend on it solely. And it's not just love. It's external stuff, period. I get, Like, you put anything down, anything, any kind of idea, topic, emotion, feeling, whatever. If it's external, you can't rely on it. You can cultivate it. You can receive it. But you have to rely on it. And you first, or else you're going to run into those bumps in the road that, like, really be more than bumps they be big old walls big old mountains because you start to want to control what's going on with other people you start to want to you start to be just hyper affected by things that's ultimately out of your control you can't control what nobody do you can't control whether somebody treats you good or treat you bad you can't control whether somebody understand or misunderstand you you can't control whether somebody want to be your friend or not You can control whether you fit into something. You can love something daily and it can love you. But that don't mean that either of y'all fit into each other's space and destiny. And our human brains can be very dramatic about that. But when you take away the dramatics. When you take away Cinderella's need for her foot to fit into the slipper. A lot of the dramatics fade away. Because you're just like, well, it is what it is. If my fit if my foot don't fit in this slipper, I'ma go make my own slipper to wear. You know? I'ma go if 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 I can't go to the ball, I'ma go start my own ball. You gotta let things be. Let things rest. Whoever people are, whatever they are, let it be. You ain't gotta try to overanalyze things and overfigure things out. When something happened, you know, don't internalize rejection, man. Do not internalize rejection, please. I beg of you, as somebody who has for so long internalized rejection, when somebody reject you or ignore you or don't talk to you, just look at it like the universe doing you a favor. It wasn't meant. It wasn't aligned. No answer is an answer type shit And it's okay You don't gotta feel away way about it You don't have to be vindictive Like don't take nothing personal Okay Nothing Don't waste your time Making nothing that's not about you About you Cause it don't be People live in their own whole worlds That don't have nothing to do with you Okay You're the only universe Where you're the main character You're the main avatar so, and you know, it come with, it, and it, seem, it can seem like a, like a sacrifice that can be daunting. But the catch to it, the catch 22 in a positive sense to it is when you say everybody could be who they are, it's okay. I'm not looking for nothing. My expectations are low for all y'all. It allow you to let your standards for yourself be high. And it allow for you to say, I'm not going to mind what you do over there. But just know over here I'm gonna do what I want to do, and ain't nobody could tell you nothing about it. you stop fearing you stop fearing um judgment with certain things um Cinderella, give people time to miss you. you don't need to be all up on people you don't need to. I mean, of course, if you're going through it, then you might feel like you need that reassurance because you're insecure about whether you're going to receive the things that you're receiving. My thing was always when I would get something, I would be afraid that, okay, I have this. I'm experiencing this. I'm experiencing this attention, this new energy, and it's so new and it's so unique. I'm never going to find it again if I lose it or let it go. And in reality, it will always be revealed to me like, damn, this is just the bare minimum, and that, yes, I can experience way more, and I will experience will more, once I learn how to just let go, and so it's like, you know, let people miss you, be okay with distance, a whole bunch of stuff, and I know I'm speaking stuff, and it can be general, and maybe if you listen to this, you do understand everything I'm saying, or maybe you're listening to this, and you're like, hmm, these are new sort of ways of thinking, I've never thought like this before, but either way, however it's meant for you you know it'll sink in in time because I certainly I've been hearing things like this all my life you know let go and all that but I'm only now really in my life being able to really understand letting go to the extent that I am of just like and man it's crazy you able to love so much profoundly once you're able to let go because the more you're able to properly love yourself in independence, the more you can really, really love other people who are also in those states of independence. And you overcome guilt, fear, and judgment. That's the main three things that I'm overcoming. Because I find that through that sort of Cinderella complex of wanting to depend on the external rather than depending on the internal, which is more so dependent on God. Whereas depending on the external is dependent on the physical When you're moving in that, you're ruled by fear, judgment, and guilt because those are the things that sort of rule the physical human experience with a lot of things. A lot of our society, a lot of our world, capitalism and racism and (laughs) religious discrimination and just all kinds of stuff is rooted in fear, judgment, and guilt. And I had to analyze in my life how much I have done so far, not consciously, but when you start to pull back them layers and you start to see, "Damn, I didn't know that the root of this aspect of my life, this big old chunk of my life, these major decisions of my life, was rooted in fear. Fear to say no, the guilt. Weighing you away from being able to say no to something or yes to something. The judgments that you place onto others seeping back and coming back to the judgments that you pouring onto yourself. Stopping you from being able to advocate for yourself. Stopping you from being able to take initiatives. <clears throat> and I don't move with regrets. I don't look at my life and say I wish I could change things. However, there are things that where I find myself now, I'm like, bruh. What if I would have went back and moved different? What if I wouldn't have subjected myself to the same things or just whatever? And of course, that's just natural, a natural human thing. Um, Be okay with being ignored. If you're not seen, it just is what it is. You better flip it on its head and look at that for the blessing it is. Because you think you want to be seen and you think you want that attention. You think you want... That Sort of surplus of validation That you think is going to bring you that wealth And good feeling and that dopamine rush But Everything in excess has its weights And so Even when I start to feel how I be feeling like about my art And my work and stuff I just be like lord I don't care How much I'm affected by this Don't give me nothing until I'm ready for it I don't care how much I'm like Tripping in my own mind about Being single or being sort of just in this my class standing or not having all the attention on me or just whatever i'd be like god look i know that i don't know nothing and i know that i'm ruled by my physical body and it's sort of primal urges to have certain things but you know the game and you know what's up so i'm gonna do what you say and i'm gonna do what you tell me to do I'ma ride through the pain when it come for certain stuff because I know it's gonna make me strong and I know it's gonna make it better. Um, and I know that when whatever comes to me, I had to I had to come into. I used to always try to call stuff forward. I had a period where I learned that I had the power of speech and manifestation. And baby, I was getting to work. I was writing in my journal all kind of stuff, manifesting. M- Men and different things toward me that was exact matches for what I had prayed for, and it's not to say that those things wasn't necessarily meant, but I don't think that they were meant at those times, and so I sort of um, prematurely came into contact with them. And once you prematurely come to contact, once you prematurely come into contact with what you, what was meant for you, but what you wasn't meant to call on, you kind of ruin that. I think, like, yeah, certain instances things might swing back around 360 degrees and you might be able to rework and fix some stuff. But I mean, for the most part, once you passed it, you passed it. You know, once you threw it, you threw it. And it's just like, mm, it's just a loss. Keep going, keep going. But um, I learned to stop doing that too. I, I don't really call on much no more. I keep my expectations low, my standards high. My expectations low, as in I don't really call on much or nothing specific. I know they say be very, very specific when you pray, but I just be like, look, God, I don't know what I want. And I really don't. Sometimes that stresses me out because I just be like, we live in a world where everybody seems to know what they want. (laughs) Like, everybody have that sort of drive. Like, this is what I'm working for. This is what I'm doing. I want to be successful. And I want this and I want this. And I just be like, girl. I'm just trying to make sure that I don't like sleep my days away. You know, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not totally wasting away. That I'm, I'll I'm, be doing my best to just take care of myself. And it, it gets really hard sometimes trying to juggle like all of the stuff. We're also like manifesting a career and a purpose and trying to fit into capitalism when my body and my spirit just feels so contradictory to all of it um, which is could also speak to also the Cinderella complex of as Cinderella's we think like capitalism is like our prince and so we think that it's going to save us and it's going to give us what the prince gives Cinderella's through her years of selflessness to it but I've always looking at things and I'm just like man, this shit don't look stable to me it don't look stable to me to be relying on and I'm be insecure about certain stuff and I I still be having my weights with like are people judging me, am I a bum, am I not fitting into this, am I not doing all I can like I've been trying to get a job for the longest and it's just really difficult for me um just all kinds of stuff like Just so much. Um, Because I I wasn't born with that sort of natural drive. I wasn't born with a sort of winner conqueror spirit. I never cared about being first place. I never really dreamed of like billions and having buku material things. I just always kind of wanted to be comfortable at peace. Functioning in my niches. And that I don't think that. My specific niches, like, I don't know. I know God going to make it work, whatever I'm supposed to do. If it fit into capitalism, it will. If not, then something else. I don't know. But I know that I'm still going to be the one to save me. I just know that whether we have the government in place or the economy in place or society and social space in place, whatever I got to do. Like, when I say y'all, you know, some people be like, where do you see yourself in these years? Man, I don't know. On one hand, I could see myself being like... Not a celebrity. But I could see myself definitely living sort of that... Artistic... Undercover fairy godmother life. But in the same sense... With the way the earth going with this climate and... The wars and social shit and all kinds of stuff. I'm like... I could also be like... Living in the woods on a farm Or something somewhere Fighting in revolution In 5 or 10 years Who knows Um, But yeah I don't really have it in me To make myself big by making other people Small Which is why the path I was walking down was not... It couldn't last because I kept finding myself going down darkness. I kept finding myself... Like, it would get to points where I would be out. And it would be like something would possess my body. Like, I would act in ways that was like, why did I do that? Like, you sort of, like, lose willpower in it. Because that sort of poverty mindset, that Cinderella complex literally makes you crazy. That seductress energy. Um... Become like subject to it, that pursuit of resources, that pursuit of the dopamine of external affection to compensate for whatever. Um. Yeah. So, Cinderella, keep your slipper on. It's worth more than the affection of the prince. Take them crystal hills and sell them. Free yourself from the bondage of the stepmother. You don't have to chase love. You do not have to fix. You do not have to fit. Your foot don't have to fit into the slipper. You know? Go make you some slippers that fit. Sell them. Start you a shoe business, Cinderella. Start you a dress business. Start you a house cleaning business. And rise to the top to where you don't even need to marry into that old shady inbred old monarchy for nothing. You know? (laughs) But anyway, I think that's a good wrap-up. I promise to keep this one up. The last one I had recorded, I wasn't quite ready for it for real. But I'm going to leave this one. And I hope y'all have enjoyed it. Hope y'all have a good night. A good full moon. And I'll talk to y'all later with the next TED Talk segment. Later.